Hey, what's up everybody? It's Pastor John here, and I just want to say welcome to day number one of our 30-day Bible reading challenge. And first off, I just want to say thank you so much for joining in with us and for taking on this challenge. We sincerely believe it's going to be life-altering. Uh, and really, no matter where you're at on the Bible reading spectrum, whether you're someone you've never read the Bible or you're someone you've read the Bible a whole lot and you're pretty familiar with it, we believe that this journey is going to be life-changing for you. And and of course, this is going along with our uh, The Bible Is series. And so what we're hoping for is that what you learn and gain with this series, you'll be able to, to apply um, with this 30-day Bible reading journey. But before we dive in today, and before we dive into day number one, I want to give you a, I guess, a guideline of, of how you can read the Bible, okay? And I guess you could call it an alliteration, all right? As you're going through each chapter reading per day, um, I want to challenge you to do this. It's called SOAP. I want to say SOAP. SOAP, soap uh, stands for Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. Scripture, Observation, Application, and Prayer. And this is a guide for you as you're on this 30-day journey and as you're reading one chapter per day to put into practice SOAP. And let me break down for you what that actually is. SOAP, the first one uh, is Scripture. He's saying that's going to be your chapter reading for the for the day, like what actual scripture are you reading right now? O stands for observation, right? Of basically saying instead of just reading the scripture and checking the box and saying, I did it, you you actually ask questions. You say, what is this saying? What is this trying to say? What is this implying? You actually look at it and you and you actually observe it. Consider yourself like you're trying to solve a case, right? And to solve a case, you've got to find what? Evidence. And you've got to say, okay, based on the evidence that is here, what is this telling telling me? And and basically, that's what you're doing when you go into scripture is you're saying, what did the original author try to communicate and say about Jesus, the gospel, and what it means to be a follower of Jesus Christ, right? So you actually want to, you actually want to take some time and say, what is the verse, the chapter saying? But then too, right after that, A is this application, right? Because what we want to do, we just don't want to learn information about, about a book. We're trying to learn and be in relationship with the God that wrote the book through the power of the Holy Spirit. And this book tells us and shows us who God is and what God's like. But at the same time, we've got to say this. What, how are we going to take what we have observed and seen in Scripture and then do this, apply it to our lives, work it into our ordinary, everyday lives? It's not just about hearing God's Word. It's also about obeying God's Word. And so it's not just like saying, okay, what is this saying? Okay, great. Good job, Bible. No, it's saying, okay, how can I take that, what I have seen, and actually put it into practice in my daily life, right? That's the challenge. It's saying, what is the Bible telling me to do? What is the Holy Spirit, God, who wrote the Bible, telling me to do? And then actually working it into your life, okay? Scripture, observation, application, and the final one's prayer. It's basically saying, God, I'm going to pray for you to give me the strength of the power of your, uh, the power of your Holy Spirit to then do what the Word of God says. So, so, Scripture, observation, application, 
prayer. All right, got it. So we're going to dive in to the first day. And the first day is 1 Corinthians chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13. So if you have not read that yet, make sure you go and check that out. All right, but I'm going to give you a few thoughts on 1 Corinthians 13 and what I see in it. And, uh, and just try to, you know, and just try to help you, uh, observe a little bit and show you how you can apply it to your life. And then I'll pray. All right. So first Corinthians 13, right? The apostle Paul was the writer of the book of Corinthians and Paul wrote this to a church he planted in the city of Corinth. And this church had a problem with loving each other. I know that that's hard to actually apply to our lives now. Whoops, said no one ever, right? But this church had a problem with loving each other. So Paul wrote them a letter. And with this letter that he included to them, he started to tell them and, and explain to them what love is and what love is like. And I think this is so pertinent for our time right now, especially with what our country is going through. And so what I want to do is just point out a couple things that I observe and see here from chapter 13 in the book of 1 Corinthians. First off, um, without love, you've got nothing. And I mean, it's it's crazy to see here what Paul says. He says this uh, in, in verses 1 through 3. He says, If I speak in the tongues of men and angels but do not have love, I am only a resounding gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have the gift of prophecy and can fathom all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have a faith that can move mountains but do not have love, I gain nothing. If I give all I possess to the poor, give over my body to hardship that I may boast, but do not have love, I gain nothing. What Paul is saying there, he says he could speak in tongues. He could prophesy. He could have Bible knowledge galore. He even says he could die as a martyr. Like he could give his life for Jesus. But if he doesn't have love, he gains nothing. That, that to me is just insane. Because what Paul is saying here is you can do the right things for the wrong reasons. You can do the right things for the wrong reasons. They can actually be self-serving if the heart, the reason you do something is not is not love. I think that's a challenge, all of us, to say, not just are we trying to do the right things, but are we even doing the right things for the right reasons? Dang, Paul, you hitting hard here. But then too here, verses four through seven, Paul then starts explaining what love is. Because let's just be honest, when we say love, like what the heck does love mean? Like, I love my tacos, I love my motorcycle. I mean, that's the kind of stuff we say. I love this sports team. I mean, me, I say all the time, I love the Jacksonville Jaguars. Like, I love, 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 love. And then we say we love our our wives and we love God. Like, the word love in this culture has just got a whole bunch of connotations to it. It could just kind of mean like, like, right? But uh, here's the thing. But here's the thing. In the Greek language, there were three different kinds of words for love. Agape, the godlike love, which is in unconditional love. Eros, which is a sexual love, and phileo, which is a brotherly love. And the word here that Paul puts down for love is that word, agape. But but here's the thing. He explains what love is. He says, hey, I want to make sure you have a good understanding of what love actually is. So instead of saying, I love, no, it's like, you know what love is, right? This is what he says. Love is patient, kind, does not envy, does not boast, isn't proud, does not dishonor others, is not self-seeking, is not easily angered, keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, always perseveres. I love how Paul here defines and explains. Here's the thing, not just the way that we're called to love others, but the way that God loves us. That's so good. You need to write that down. 
1 Corinthians 13 explains to us how we're supposed to love others, yes, but it also says and shows that this is how God ultimately loves us. If God is love, he gives that love to us so we can give it. Here's, here's, here's the thing, we give love because we've been given love. And so I pray you see that, and I pray that you would know this kind of love that Paul explains here is the kind of love that God has for you. But then, in turn, because God gives us that kind of love, we can then give it to other people as well. All right, third thing here, and I'm done. You, you go down, verse number 13. It says, and now these three things remain, faith, hope, and love, but the greatest of these is love. What Paul was saying here is like, look, throughout your life, people are going to pass. Knowledge is going to pass. All of this stuff that we think is so important is going to pass. But he says, let me tell you what three things will always be a necessity for people's lives. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. I think we've seen with this, we know with this pandemic, temporary things are going to pass, y'all. They're going to be here today, maybe gone tomorrow. Who knows? And that's what Paul's saying. Make sure you have in your life faith in God, hope in God, and a love for God and a love for people. Right? He's and and what this is ultimately saying: love is the foundation. And that's what and that's what I want to pray for us really really quick. Is that for you, love? would be the foundation of your life. But but it's not just about you trying harder to love people. It's the fact that God has given you love that you did not deserve. He's given you love. He showed that love to you by Jesus Christ coming and living the life you couldn't live, dying on the cross in your place and for your sins and rising to beat Satan's sin and the grave. He gave you love so you can give love. And what our, what our world needs is a people who are filled with the love of God through the power of the Holy Spirit and then and then as that love fills them, it spills over out of them into the world so people can see and know who God is and what God's like. So what I'm going to do right now is, is, is I'm going to pray. And I'm going to pray that this love would fill you and spill out of you to, the, to this world. All right? Pray with me. Bow your heads. Heavenly Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for the Holy Spirit that guides us and leads us. And Father, I pray right now. For each person watching, each person that's that's with us on this journey, I pray, God, that they would have a revelation of, of who you are, of your love for them. I pray that we would see, God, if we don't have love, we we got God, we've got nothing. I pray that we would know that we've been given love so we can give love. And I pray, even as your word says, that when these that God, everything is gonna pass except these three things: faith, hope, and love. I pray that we would we would be people who are built on faith in you, hope in you, and and the love you give, and that we would give others that same kind of love. God, thank you. I pray for us as we start this Bible, this 30-day Bible reading journey, and I pray that it would be life-changing and that we would know you more. In Jesus' name, amen. Life Alice family, I love you. Let's do this thing.